You are listening to a Called Collective podcast where we seek to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. The Called Collective produces multiple podcasts, which you can find in the description below. To learn more about The Called Collective, visit our website at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Called Collective. What's up, guys? This is Coffee and Calling, where we just chat over coffee. I'm one of your co-hosts, Isaac. I am Noah Yero, and thank you so much. Sit back, enjoy, and come along for the ride. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we are back with another episode, and yeah, we're chatting over coffee and whatever that is. I don't know exactly (laughs) what what that is. What is blend with peach? (laughs) Yeah, it's a peach. Shot of peach. Shot of peach what? Whatever that is. Syrup. (laughs) Tea? Yeah, tea. Oh, that's gross. You know, like, sorry, really sorry, good. sorry. So, like, I, I don't like coffee, really. That's mm-hmm. why I get, like, sh- super sugary things. And I hate tea even more. I love black coffee. And That's I drink, just, like, Wait, I got a real quick question. Okay. So, Maddie, <laughs> would you consider yourself a coffee addict? Absolutely. Like, Probably. are you one of those people in the morning, you're grumpy. I haven't ever really seen you grumpy, <laughs> but <laughs> you're grumpy and you would just be like, oh, sorry, haven't had my morning coffee. Definitely. Definitely. Really? Wow. But All right, I we're going to take a moment just to pray over her real quick. <laughs> yes, Lord, yes. deliver her from this. <laughs> I make coffee right away in the morning, pour over coffee in my room, grind the beans. Yeah. So That's I just don't, a beautiful moment for you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sacred. It's really sacred. <laughs> she consecrated that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She made that way better than Oh, thought. my gosh. No, yeah. Coffee and calling. We're here with Maddie. Um, and I like to make the joke <laughs> that we have our uh, first pig on the on air because because I'm a snorter. <laughs> <laughs> no, Maddie, will you just give a little introduction to yourself yeah. so people know a little bit about yeah. you? So I'm Maddie McKinnon. I um, was born in Indianapolis, but um, raised in Mexico City. Um, so I'm a Latina. My I come from a Mexican family. Um, yeah, super fun. Oh, get win. Super fun. Get win. Um, I moved back to Indianapolis when I was 10 and then moved to Costa Rica. So kind of my life has all been like um, all over the place. Um, I would consider home to be Mexico and Indianapolis. So kind of my soul is in both worlds. Um, and then, yeah, I was homeschooled all the way through, which is a really important part of my story because, mm. yeah, and it's something not a lot of people know about me. Um, but I just super like big heart for family and for kind of like hands-on learning. And yeah, what I love to do is very like hands-on ministry, which we can get into later. But um, a lot of that was birthed out of just the surplus of time that we had at home and like not needing to go into a school building. So then I was senior in high school, applying to like 10 different colleges. First, I'm the oldest of five kids. So like being the oldest parents are like, how do we you know, especially when you're homeschooled, like there's no school counselor to like help you figure out what school you're going to go to. Da, 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 da. Oh so you're just kind of figuring it out on your own. Um, how you to get, are like, the guinea pig. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> guinea pig. Absolutely. All day. But yeah. And then the Lord opened an opportunity. Freshman year of high school, I'd actually committed to going to school and not going into debt. So whichever school I went to, I was not going to go into debt. And wow. then I actually got a full ride to come here. What's up? Yeah. Whoa. Which is like Talk about a, his faithfulness. Right, right. No, really. Like, it was such yeah. a God thing because I had applied to so many schools and I was like, I love Iowa, but honestly, like, um, and everybody, everybody has a different journey, so really no judgment. But for me, I had clearly heard the Lord asking me not to go into debt. And so it was a clear avenue for me to come here. 
And wow. truly, that's the reason I'm here. But over time, like I've just seen the Lord's hand in mm. so many more other other more important reasons than just the financial provision that I'm here. But um, that's what brings me to IWU. So, yeah, give wow. us a little give us a little rundown of what you uh, where you're at here at yeah. IWU. Yeah, your your grade, whatever, yeah. what you do, all those yeah. things. Because I know you're I know you're busy. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm a senior here. Lutherly scholar, which is a part of the Honors College. So I'm double majoring in Honors Humanities and um, Community Development, which I've loved. And I'm a student body chaplain working yeah, yeah. with the Spiritual Formation Office, which is such a gift. I love, I really, really love working with the Spiritual Formation Office. And I've actually been in the office since freshman year because I auditioned NSO Week to be on the worship team and then just have been around for four years. So wow. it's super fun. Um, yeah, so... That's me. I remember. I remember when I was first here, coming in, and and we were freshmen at the same time. Yeah. We're at the, we're in the same grade. Yeah. But when I was a freshman, I thought you were a senior. <laughs> when we came in, I was, she was singing. I was like, oh, incredible, like blessed, gift, all these things. And then you were back the next year. I was like, what and grade is year. what grade is she in? And then I went through the next year. one. Is she a sixth year. I was like, this girl has to be <laughs> like twenty. COVID year. And then COVID she's year? in honors college, and I'm like, you failing everything. <laughs> But turns out you're the same age and been going through the whole time. I was like, wow. But no, like that, that's cool that you got that invested that fast. And so like just seeing you at a leadership position in in that way was just cool from the beginning, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And you, I mean, you're at Indiana Wesleyan and I know you're heavily involved, but what, I don't know, what is your calling story? I know that's, it's the whole podcast, how to write coffee and calling, but what, yeah, because you have such a, you're jumping all over the place. When you're growing up. So how did that also mm-hmm. kind of form your calling and how you got to where you are now? Yeah. So I've been leading worship since I was 10. Jeez. Um, and Gifted. I actually started leading worship when I was um, in Mexico City. And my mom was leading a women's conference the year before we were going to move back to the States. And I got to actually like lead a session at 10 years old, which is like, you know, that's a really cool opportunity. My mom is somebody who's always believed in me and I'm really grateful for that. But um, she kind of started to open some of those doors for me to be kind of more, um, to share my gifts publicly. And actually <laughs> the, the way I started singing was high school musical. I don't know if you guys remember yes. high school musical. Yes. <laughs> actually, I wanted oh to be Zach. I, really I styled never, everything off. Him. I never had like a girl crush on Zach Efron ever, but I loved Gabriella because she sang, is that her name? I think that's her name. Yes, yes. <laughs> but she sang and we both had dark hair and I was like, oh, she's so cute. Whatever. So <laughs> as a little kid, I was like, oh yes. Yeah. Anyway, started singing because I loved High School Musical. That's the honest truth. But then over time, I got more involved with the church and was able to kind of start leading in um, Hispanic spaces. And so leading worship for um, the Hispanic church has always been a really big part of my story. And then when we moved back to Indianapolis, we actually started attending a Hispanic church that met on Saturday nights. And one night I just like hopped on the stage after a set and they were, I was just like singing like a little kid, like, you know, how little kids like go up to the church to like the drum set and like start being on the drums after service or whatever. That was kind of like what I was doing and started singing and everybody like stopped and was like, who was singing? And they didn't realize. And it was the first time I remember being able to truly um, like feel like I was actually blessing the Lord and blessing other people with worship. And it wasn't really like, look at Maddie. It was like, oh, wow, like, actually, the Holy Spirit has gifted me with this voice. Wow. That's only from the Lord. And anyways, I started to really, like, get involved in leading worship. And then when I was 14, started leading at my church in Indianapolis, was a part of a house church, was a part of, and then more like a traditional church. And when I was 14, the worship leader of the church that I'm currently at, Soma, 
Mm. Um, he was like, hey, do you want to come audition? And he asked me how old I was. And I remember my mom dropped me off at like the first practice. And it was just a bunch of like mid 20 year old guys. And they really didn't know I was 14. And they were all like, welcome. We're so glad to have you. Like, where did you graduate from? And I was like, I'm 14. <laughs> no like, way. So, yeah. No way. And so I think I've just, I've looked older um, since I was 12. Like I've just kind of looked like this since I was really young. Oh. I don't know. Just whatever. And so because of that, there's been an interesting, like people have asked me to be a part of a lot of different things, Yeah. which honestly has been a gift um, mm. that I've loved. So, um, and then, yeah, just like leading worship for inner city and then leading worship for, um, we did, my family did a motel ministry um, for a really um, broken part of the city um, where we met every Sunday morning, just leading worship. And then we did a, um, like a ministry for the elderly mm. where I led worship for um, an assisted living home. And it was so funny. Like they would, people would be falling asleep in the middle of the song, like just like snoring, like John over here just can't hear his yeah, hearing yeah, aids yeah. aren't working. So he's <laughs> like, you did you say something? Did you say something? Like, and then I remember one joke. There's a, um, in, there's a song called in the garden and it says, and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I'm his own. But this guy was the biggest jokester, like 87 years old, was skydiving on an annual basis, like still skydiving at 87. No 87? Yes. And he he would, like the whole song, he'd just be like, Andy. He would say, Andy talks with me. Andy, like the name Andy. So he's being- <laughs> The whole oh time. Oh my goodness. He's just making fun of me. So anyways, I it was, it was this interesting mix for me leading worship, um, which is my calling is to lead worship. But it was an interesting mix for me to be in like settings that were like um, more traditional, but then- Honestly, like my heartbeat for worship really was birthed out of a super non-traditional space, like the assisted living place and mm. the motel and places where people aren't really applauding for you. Because um, yeah. it's not like a celebrity thing. It's just, mm. it's just like, thank you for worshiping. And like, you know, so. Wow. Yeah. Long story short. That's, that's incredible. What would you say uh, when you like lead worship and you said you led for Hispanic churches and mm. obviously with English and stuff like that, which one do you? If there's a preference, mm-hmm. English or Spanish. I definitely prefer Spanish. Yeah? I do. Oh, my goodness. When I was when I was in Costa Rica, maybe I couldn't understand every single thing that they yeah. said or understand, like, the the weight behind what they were saying yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Because it was different. But just the emotion that people yeah. had when they were singing. I remember my life. I'll never forget this. When we were singing Tengo Hambre de Ti. Mm, yeah. And I just remembered back to Costa Rica when I was singing in Spanish with them. And some guy would be behind me, old guy crying just santo 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 and i that i always go back to that now and so i just like like spanish worship it's just beautiful to see worship in so many other languages you know yeah, it and, really is wow and to lead in it <laughs> <laughs> and you get to roll your r's on the stage which is so fun which is crazy <laughs> because in costa rica they can't that's true I forgot a, about a that. lot of the ticos can't roll their, can't R's. roll their R's. And so when I was here talking to some of the guys on my tennis team, well, one guy now from Chile and then another friend from Honduras, they always make fun of like Costa Ricans because they, they, they're like, because <laughs> they can't roll them. I was like, that's why I fit in because I, I can't yeah. roll my R's. That's so but oh, wow, man. that's beautiful though. You're a tico at heart. How, how humbling of an experience has it been coming to the point? Because you said feeling called to lead worship at these places that really aren't desirable places, you know, assisted living homes, um, places where it's rough, you know, and you just get the realness of life and how hard it is. How humbling has that been? Because I know you've been given a lot of opportunities. And so opportunities will come with other churches, bigger churches, things like that. How is, how has that been? Yeah. 
I mean, I think when I read the gospel, I never see Jesus being super obsessed with like how many people are in the crowd. I think obviously the heart of the father is that all men would come to know him and, and his heart is that all, all people would be drawn to him. And yet when I see Jesus in the scripture, it seems like numbers and human perception is associated with like status and like power and like how many people are going to be here and how many people did I reach? How many people did I lead? And that's never Mm -hmm. Jesus's approach. His approach is always like to leave the 99 for the one. And it right. Like that's in tandem with like, yes, he wants all people to come to him. And yet he is so humble that like, it never really is about look at me. It's about um, just this humility of like reaching people and, and just being faithful in your Mm. like, in like faithful obedience. And so for me, like, I think, um, yeah, definitely I was the biggest, most amount of people that I've led for. And it's interesting, like people at the motel and people at this is a living place would never applaud. Right. Like it's just never. And here I get a lot of like, Oh, you're so good at singing. You're so, and, and all hearts are like, that's, that's born out of just a place to want to encourage. And so again, that's not like a judgment statement. It's more of like an observation of like, there's this interesting thing in Christian culture where um, a lot of us just want to be noticed if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. And that's, it, it's okay to be honest about that. And just to say like, you know what, I'm just really hungry to be noticed. Um, but what my prayer has been for my ministry is that it wouldn't be about being noticed, but that it would be about just being faithful. And, and like, if there's one person wow. that comes to chapel and is touched by my music and by my voice that the Lord has given me, wow. um, then that's enough. And like I was listening to this podcast, I'm a big podcast junkie, but I was listening to this podcast <laughs> a few weeks ago and this guy who's a worship leader, Jonathan Helser, who wrote the song No Longer Slaves. And he um he was like wrestling with like, Lord, like, why did you give me this gifting of like singing and you know, what do you want me to do with it? And when he was in his early twenties, he heard the Lord say, I just thought you would enjoy your voice. I just thought you would wow. I, just, I just gave it to mm. you because I thought you would just enjoy it. And it wasn't like this like you need you're gonna, wow. you know. And so it's, I don't know, wow. it's just an interesting, like, I just thought you would enjoy your The voice. simplicity yeah. of it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We, yeah. that's so, I'm so glad you said that because Dang. just to hear the simplicity of that, because yeah. that applies to all gifts then. Yeah. It can be like, Lord, why'd you give me the gift of tennis, yeah. athleticism or yes. different things or speaking, whatever. Fun. And he's like, yeah, I just thought you'd enjoy it and have fun have with fun. it, you know? And somebody told me, they were like, go out and play your sport, go out and sing, go out and do whatever the Lord has called you, has yeah. created you to do, gifted yeah. you to do and do it for him and yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Because when he watches you do what he created you to do, yeah. he loves it. Yeah. You know? And so just, uh, what was it? I watched this thing on John Bellion. Do you know who yeah, that is? Yeah. Man, Love him. Man is He's gifted. Amazing. Oh my goodness. So he did this like COVID concert where it was all mm. online and people send in songs for him to do. Mm. And you could just, I've never seen someone be so in their gift mm. and just really feel like the Lord has is enjoying them doing that mm-hmm. because God created him that way mm. and he is living in it the fullest and he's just enjoying mm. it, laughing, yeah. going crazy, all this stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, I can't help but see like the father enjoying this, seeing that one of his children that he has created using the gift that he has for just enjoyment, you know, <laughs> and to bring yeah. other people joy. It's, it's nothing for like, yeah, obviously yeah. the Lord will use it Absolutely. to bring people to him. Yeah. But the basics of it, yes. just like, I just want you to know me and to enjoy me. Yes. Wow. Yes. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. That was yeah. like yeah. a word I needed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause yeah. I overthink things all the time. I'm a notorious overthinker. Thank, thank you. I said, thank you. And I'm always like, okay, God, like 
what am I supposed to do with this? Like, you gave me this, or I have this passion, or I have this desire. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? And I'm always thinking, like, how can I do this, or that, or this, and that? And it's refreshing to hear just, like, mm. oh, chill out. <laughs> just have fun. Like, yeah. it's- I'll never forget. I was uh, Jordan Reif, who leads worship at College West. Mm. She mentored me last year. Wow. And she, um, I was, I said, what advice would you give yourself, if, like, for 20-year-old Jordan? Because she's, I think, about to turn 30 or in her 30s. Um, and she was like, I would just tell myself, like, just chill out. It was like this <laughs> moment of realization of like, oh man, like how much time am I trying to spend striving and like doing all these things yeah. for the Lord instead of just being with him. Wow. And then living from that overflow of being oh. with him and just gazing at his beauty. And That's... and then, you know, I was um on the same podcast I was just talking about, like this guy was saying, when you live from a place of being, you're doing will be way more than you could ever imagine. Mm. It, you're actually going to be so much more productive because mm. you're you're yeah. living from a place of rest. Oh my gosh. And it's like the Shabbat, right? Like that's um, Sabbath. Rest is, Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Like we're mm. made to live from this place of rest and it's a gift. Yeah, that just, that just goes into show like the Lord has created stuff for us. Yeah. You know, we are Absolutely. created for him yeah. and he has created things for us. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the garden, we see that. Yeah. And I remember just what you were talking about of like, just chill out and enjoy him. You know, yeah. just simply being with him is enough. Yeah. I remember when I was a couple of years ago, I was in Dr. Lowe's class. Never cried in a class except this one. Mm. And Not Dave Smith's class? Dave Smith, there was a couple times I was close. There yeah. was a couple times. When he starts crying, it gets me. Oh, every yeah. time. Yeah. Every I'm a sympathetic, time. I'm a sympathetic crier though. Yeah. So I could, I could like see if you start you. crying right now, I'm I'm done. I'm done. Are you also a sympathetic laugher? Yeah. yeah. I would say I would say a lot of times I'll yeah. laugh when other people are laughing. I mean, my name means that. And so it's just in That's my true. it's in my being. That's so beautiful. You know? <laughs> and to be sacrificed by my father. No, I'm just kidding. Yikes. What, does, what does your name mean? Something you know? to build an ark with rest. animals. <laughs> it means rest. Rest? Wait, facts? Yeah. Holy crap. Noah means rest. My, wow. my middle name's Michael, and my, Michael means who is like God. Wow. That's my middle name. And I'm going to be honest, I'm horrible at resting. Like, you talked about Sabbath, mm. which is something that's I've been loving to mm. do. I read a little bit of a book for class, and it was talking about self-care. And I always thought, like, taking time to rest and relax was, like, selfish. Mm. And in reality, it's holy. Mm. Yeah. And watching TV for two hours is 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 holy. It, like mm. it's it's not something that's horrible. Mm. And it was just ironic mm. when I realized my name was meant to rest. I was like, mm. man, I suck at that. Then that's like how I run. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it, it wow. was just like that whole idea, like chill out, mm. bro. Like just enjoy life. J.C. Herring one time said, "Life is too short not to have fun." Yeah. So have fun. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like. This is the culture that college has. Like, yes, col- the college yes. is like, well, what's next? What when are you get married? When are you True. doing this? What's your next assignment? Yada yada yada. You coming to this? You coming to that? Actually, no. I just can I like meal prep and eat some food and like watch <laughs> well, TV. And I was going <laughs> like, say, it's interesting growing up in Mexico because, like, I remember. Um, here's an here's an example. There's a wedding. The bride was five hours late to the wedding. Oh, <laughs> nobody said a single thing. Nobody her, was confused. Is her wedding. Nobody was. Wow. It, that was so culture. Like, wow. you know what? Like time, um, it's like a, um, what is it? A day is like a, or a thousand years is like a day. Yeah. And a day for right? him is like, a, yeah. like when it's talking about time for him, yes. a thousand years is like a day for yes. him, but a day is also like a thousand years for him. Yes. It does not. It's, he's not constrained not by time. Yeah. And he, and he always has an abundance. Mm-hmm. So I came from this place. I grew up and even just. 
my hardwiring as a kid growing up, um, the way I was like raised was just, just be with people, like just take time, mm. just, um, and it was so much more about people than like having an agenda. And so even when I think about worship, it's the same for that. It's like, how do we just allow like just so much space for people to encounter mm. Jesus? Yeah. But like that, re- like, I love that your name means rest. That's mm. so beautiful. Yeah. Mm. And I think the idea of like being people oriented and not time or event like oriented, like we are time oriented. Yes. Class yeah. starts here, class sure. ends here, lunches, sure. right? Like I get that. Sure. But once again, JC Herring, he would skip class to do a devotional. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, never in a million years yeah. in my the way I grew up, yeah. the way I was raised, what I have thought to like do that. Yeah. Like if the Lord was convicting me and I was having a moment with the Lord and I was like, oh, I have class. I would go to class. Then it kind of like switched my brain. I was like, what really matters? Yeah. yeah, of course. I need to turn this assignment. Sure. But what really matters? Am I going to prioritize, you know, a conversation with Isaac about something he's struggling with? Or am I going to say, hey, actually, Isaac, I need you to put your problems on hold so I can finish my paper on rest which is you know what i mean and it's interesting that american culture um truly is um like that Mm -hmm. it's this kind of rat race my boyfriend and i were just talking about this like it's this rat race of like go 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 constant constant Mm -hmm. constant instead of like man like how did jesus live and i was just in a certain my i go to church in india and my pastor was talking about how actually if you look at the way of jesus Mm. the the way that he describes himself first of all is gentle and lowly Mm -hmm. And then if you look even further, if you really examine like his posture toward life, he, my pastor was suggesting that his posture was relaxed. Yeah. Like that Jesus is actually very relaxed. Like he wasn't, yeah. in, he wasn't like hustle man. <laughs> you no know? way, no way he could be. Yeah. The dude right. had to walk everywhere. Right. Yeah. yeah. Imagine that with us. It's like, right. oh yeah. How long will we get there? Ah, oh, it's going to be about a day or two travel. Like, could you right. imagine he's right. going, he's right. He's going to Jerusalem. He's going to these places to do what he's called to do, yeah. but he has yeah. to take three days to get to those yeah. places. Yeah. It's yeah. like, what's going on yeah. in those? Yeah. And I remember one of my pastors talking about this and he says, we have to be people with margins, mm. you know, mm. have mm. dude, like the Lord has created you with a mind to organize and to like yeah. almost like let your schedule be a worship, yeah. right? Yeah. How you orient that. Yeah. Mm. But the problem is we've, we've worshiped the schedule of yeah. just like, Oh wow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's me. As oh, you, yeah. I'm guilty of it too. Yeah. Even if, even if we don't like, like right. say we're not people of schedule That's and time, right. all those things, we still, we still Fall hold it so high. Absolutely. But the thing is that I'm learning is when you, when you use this as a form of worship, because it shows where you put your time, right? What the Bible says, where your time, I mean, where your treasures, there your heart will be. Yes. Treasures, your time, your money, yes. your, all your emotions, all those things. It's like there your heart will also be. So yes. if you orient your schedule and build it in a way that glorifies God, yes. your heart's going to be there. Mm-hmm. And it was just nuts to me because the culture that you're talking about and Jesus being all about people, dude, his ministry is interruptions. Mm-hmm. And so if we don't yep. welcome interruptions, what's what's the ministry? You know, Jesus wants to interrupt your life. Jesus's life got interrupted. Yeah. And so if we don't yeah. have space for that to get interrupted, then everybody we meet is who we plan to meet. And we always talk about God, give us opportunities. Mm-hmm. He's going to give you an opportunity and it's going to shred your schedule. Mm. Favorite thing Dave yep. Smith ever said to us when he left was when you graduate from here and you want to talk to me, I will not have time. I will be busy. I will have all these things. But then he looked at us and said, but I will make time mm. because you are worth it. And it was just letting us know, like, he's got these things going on, but he let us know. Yeah. If you time. called and you needed something, yeah. I will make time. Yeah. And all oh, such a, 
Such a powerful it, thing. Beautiful. And I bet Jesus could have made it faster to where he was going. You know what I mean? Yeah. I bet you he could have said, you know what? I'm not going to talk to you. <laughs> let me let me get a camel or whatever, you know. Let me get my Fitbit. Yeah. Let me, <laughs> how many steps can I get? How many steps I got? Let me put my J's on and start running. You know what I mean? Walking on water? Bet you ain't never done that. <laughs> Peter, I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> Sunk like a rock. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I told you guys. There it is. I, there it is. Coffee and calling. You snort. All right. I got what I wanted today. I said it was my goal. Just you happened. Continue. Continue. It was the Jesus joke. Oh, my goodness. I just, I just bet Jesus could have gone there faster. If he really wanted to, he could have got there faster, but yeah. he did. Yeah. And that's the point, right? Yeah. Like, show me your schedule, and then I can tell you what your heart is or where your heart is. Yeah. You know, like, as if facts. I spend, you know— X amount of time doing this, okay, then your heart is there. And something Ethan Lender said, um, future future on the guest, you know, future guest on the oh, podcast. But he mentioned, like, do what you want to do. And I was like, what? Why would I do Why would I do what I want to do? Like, it's such a, like, it was mm. I just, I was like, why would you say that? But, like, do what you want to do. Don't do what you don't want to do. Like, do what whatever drains you, maybe don't do that. Like, yeah, I know it's I know it's sacrificing <laughs> to do that, but if you don't want to have coffee with that person because it's a horrible conversation mm-hmm. or, or... Or it's just, like, nothing. Right, right. Or it's just a meaningless conversation. <laughs> yeah, then yeah. don't do it. You have yeah. better things to do. Yeah. Of course, don't avoid a hard conversation because you need to do that. Yeah. But he was like, do what you want to do. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like, that yeah. blew my mind. Yeah. So... Um, I grew up with parents. Um, so my mom didn't come to the Lord until she was in her um, early 20s. And because of that, she just has the whole like getting rid of tradition and religion. Mm. Like, she never had to do that because she wow. just met Jesus. Yeah, yeah. It That's wasn't awesome. like this kind of hardwiring mm. of like the rules and the legalism. It was just very much so like, just, what's the heart of Jesus? Mm. Um, and my dad is also like very, they're, they're amazing. I, I just really am grateful for the parents I have. But basically, the way I grew up was anything can be interrupted. Like we mm. always had kids in wow. our house. That's we awesome. always had and it was and, and and my mom would never like be embarrassed about really anything or like apologize if she was late. It was like, Oh, thank you so much for being patient with me. Like I was mm. I was sitting with this other person. Wow. And she was never like careless about the way that she cared for people. Um, but she definitely like even like ministry for my family has looked a lot like, Hey, do you want like if a person asks me to um, be their mentor or if you know, if somebody w- went to my mom and dad and was like, can you mentor us? Like, can you be our marriage mentors or whatever? It was always like, yeah, like, I'm going to come grab groceries. Like, let's mm. let's go. Like, let's do life. Like, awesome. actually doing shoulder to shoulder and not so, like, coffee. coffee. Like, um, I love coffee. I, I just said that <laughs> yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. But you know we what know. I mean? Not, like, um, so sterile or, like, scheduled. Yeah. Just very yeah. much so, like. And that's how um, most of the world actually operates. America yeah. is kind of an anomaly in that way. Like, most of the world. That's true. Operates yeah. differently. No, that's very true. Right? Yeah, that's very true. I mean, like all the guys that was on my tennis that were on my tennis team, they always talk about like everybody, like in Spain, Argentina, all these places. There was like a set, not like a law made, but everybody knew the certain hours <laughs> was like nap time. Oh yeah. Or like in Costa Rica, like cafecito, and at oh, the yeah. night, it's like after like after dinner, or before dinner, depends on when your family did it. It's like bread and coffee. <laughs> yeah. And you just chill. Like, you yeah. you do nothing except that. And so, like, that stuff is just so beautiful. And I'm, I'm curious with you, and I um, I think we can know the answer, but I want to know from you with your parents, when that was their mindset, like, how did you feel mm-hmm. as their child? Oh, 
I loved it. Yeah. Um, the word I would say that marked my childhood was permission. Like I just had permission to, first of all, like, and anything that I say is not a judgment. It's more like this, just, but like, um, I never went to youth group in part because my parents wanted me to be with them and they wanted me to know that I, my siblings and I were never an interruption to like what was happening in the adult world. It was never like an inconvenience to have us around. And so I think having, and then just being invited into that. And it was, I mean, oh yeah, it was so chaotic. It was a lot of chaos. So chaotic. Um, which it really plays a part into who I am today. Um, and that's frustrating for a lot of people and that's okay. Everybody's different, but, um, yeah, that's kind of how like I grew up is just permission to be involved, to ask Mm. questions, to, to experiment, to like to dream beyond like what, you know, society says is okay. And that's so good. That is, that is so good. So Going along that, what question you asked Jordan? What 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 would you what advice would you give to twenty year old self? Aha, flipped it on you. <laughs> what what would you say to yourself ten years ago, five years ago, or someone that's <laughs> before coming to college? Let's or say five. In high school? Yeah. Let's say five. Okay. I would say there's a. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a jerk. <laughs> ten years. Yeah, when she's eleven years old, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> smash. <laughs> I'm All right, really five years ago, hey, when she was 11, she still looked like she was 20. That's what <laughs> that's she said. True. That is, that's the way. That's facts. I went to the airport once. I was 11. <laughs> I was in the TSA. And this, the guy was like, where's your ID? I was 11. I was like, mom, what's an ID? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, I would say the sooner you can let go of what people think, the better. Mm. Wow. How how has that played out mm. in your life? I know, I know like the stereotype there. just with like, Worship leaders, yeah. when you are on stage, you guys will get it the most. Yeah. You know, you and other people that speak, anybody on stage, just how you worship, your body language, all those things. How have <laughs> how have you had to deal with that? I remember freshman year of college, uh, I was pulled into a meeting and um somebody was like, You really don't like the way that you move on stage. Um Gosh. and 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 I don't know who the person was. This was like a comment. Um, I, I never knew like who the actual original like person was who had, had brought this concern. Um, and I just was so confused. I think I was just like, huh, like that's, and I, and I remember like for maybe like 20 minutes being really wrapped up in it and like, oh no, like, am I doing something wrong? Is there something, am I, is there something bad with me? I had, and I also had a really, really innocent childhood. So like I wasn't exposed to a lot of like things of the world. Um, and I'm really grateful for that. So like my heart posture was never like. Um, to be like look at me or to it it just was so strange to receive that kind of feedback so I think I was like oh man like I don't know what to do with that and then and right like leaders are called to a higher standard there's a level of like we need to there's there are things that the Lord calls us to behave rightly in but on the same hand like when it when it's a matter of preference that's when it's that's when it's like oh man like we can't let other people's preferences of what we should do or what we should be how we should be acting control how the Lord is asking us to lead Mm. Um and the freedom that he's asking us to, and a lot of people are not free. That's just the truth. And a That's lot of facts. people, and 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 everybody can be free. That's the good news. Um, but I do see like the feedback that that I've had to wrestle with um from people specifically by being a worship leader is you know why are you like dancing on stage or why are you um you know why can't we just sing like normal songs or like things like that where it's like oh like. The sooner I learned to let go of that and just to be like, oh, like, bless you. Like, yes, that's great. How, you want to do it? Like, you want, you can, and not like in a rude way, but yeah, just like, but, you know, 
you can you tell it. me what to do. How it's almost do like it? an you invitation. Know? It's like, yeah, like, oh, oh yeah, you got ideas? Sure. You want to like Let's help lead it. us? You know? Yeah, exactly. And wow, not that's like, <laughs> not like a like, you want to do it? But like, that, a, yeah, you yeah. handle that so much yeah. more beautifully than I would because people have said stuff to me before. Like, my, I don't know, I grew up, grew up a little different. Like, mm. he's God for how I grew yeah, up, yeah, you know? But yeah. it wasn't like a like super innocent where I was like, no one knows. I'm fine with confrontation. I'm totally fine with it. And so, like, my gut reaction is to let me destroy you in an argument of why I do what I do. Like, that's that's where yeah. my head goes. Yeah. But, like, praise God mm. that, like, he worked in you, mm. like, through your childhood. So when yes. you do face this. Yeah, yeah. Because that's just, that's just what's going to happen, yes. you know? And you have to, like, if, if I, I actually think I wasted a lot of time, freshman, sophomore year, thinking about what other people thought mm. of me. Mm. I really do. Um, and more recently, the Lord has freed me from that. Praise um, the Lord. One of my favorite authors in the whole world is Brene Brown, and she has a few um, things that I especially love, but one of the things is wholehearted living guideposts. So she talks, she's a, she's a um, researcher and kind of does research on like human connection and how humans operate. And one of the most fascinating things that she says is like letting go of like what people think really is like a game changer for our lives. Cause if we let go of wow. what people think, like we're released to be the freest and truest version of ourselves, mm-hmm. especially when we're believers, like the Lord has called us to be these kinds of people that are really set apart. Mm-hmm. But when we allow other, other people's opinions to, um, kind of pile on top of that, it really can quench the spirit in us and it really can minimize the room that we have for the Lord to make us into who we're created to be. Does that make sense? It's no, kind of like that a makes, but, that makes so oh, much yeah, sense. No, and yeah. thank you. Thank you so much for like sharing all that. Yeah. Cause I, I was curious how that, how that was playing out. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, seeing the Lord's faithfulness in that and seeing that him work through that and working through those people as well, you know, and on all aspects. And now I'm actually seeing the opposite where I'm seeing people come up and be like, thank you for wow. like, moving the way that you do on stage for mm-hmm. one person who was a Latino on campus was like, I actually like, I can't even tell you how much that meant to me that you sang that song and that you were able to move on stage in a way that is like glorifying to the Lord. That is like freedom in his presence. That's like, you know, this is not um, a show. This is just genuine. Yeah. Like, and that may be freedom. like when you focus on the negative, yeah. you see that more than you see the positive. Yes. Right. Like yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm the opposite of Isaac. I'm a pushover when it comes to people's opinions. Like, I'm like, yeah, sure. You're right. I don't even care. Like, I'd rather just have that yeah. non-tension than, yeah. but he's taught, Isaac's taught me how to like stand up. Like, hey, this <laughs> is what you believe. Yeah, well. exactly. But it's real. like when, when you get feedback for anything, you always see the negative yeah. first and louder yeah. and you see the positive. Yeah. And that's just awesome. Like mm. you get to, to celebrate yeah. all yeah. of the positives from the gift that you have yeah. that you get to just enjoy. Yeah. And now other people get to help yeah. you enjoy that. Yeah. And my best friend asked me the question. She was like, what is, how would you describe your worship leading? Like, what's your, like, we think of different worship leaders. We think of like a word. So like when I say, you know, Kim Walker Smith, maybe I think of the word power. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think of, you know, Tasha Cobbs, same power. Like there's different words that we associate with different worship leaders. Um, the word um, for me is freedom. Mm. And, wow. um, yeah. and that's what my heart is longing for. And what I know that people are all around us are longing for as well, you know. Yeah. Wow. Praise God for that. Praise God for that, man, Maddie. Thank you so much. This yeah. has been this has been so fun. There's like so much more that I would love to talk <laughs> oh, about. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, as it is, um, we can't talk about everything. <laughs> if we wanted to go into some of that stuff, it would take a whole other one. Maybe maybe that would maybe, come. Maybe part, part two. two. Maybe part two. We'll see. But thanks for having me. Yeah, of absolutely. course, of course. Thank you guys for for listening and just living this freedom that Maddie has talked about. <laughs> go and be blessed. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> Adios. Adios. Hey. That was fun. Adios. 
We'd also like to take a second to thank the School of Theology and Ministry at Indiana Wesleyan University for using their facilities. We want to thank the Call Collective for producing all of our podcasts. The Call Collective seeks to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. To find out more information, visit at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Call Collective. Thanks for listening again and taking time in your day to have the chance to be formed by the conversations we have over coffee. See you guys next week.